Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where our goal is to help you find health and community through movement. I'm Molly Herford, a writer, coach, and yoga teacher. And I'm Peter Glassford, an endurance coach and kinesiologist. Every week, we're talking to athletes and experts who can help you lead your best active, adventurous life. Whether you're a gravel racer, a marathon runner, or you just got out on your first bike ride yesterday, we're here cheering you on. You can also visit us online at consummateathlete.com for coaching information and training tips, nutrition advice, yoga flows, bike skills, and more. And now, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast and a Friday bonus episode. Today, I am super excited to bring on Kate Dumas of Champion Systems and Factor Bikes. Kate has been an awesome Shred Girls fan, supporter, etc. for the past couple of years. Uh, Champion Systems has been amazing, helping me put together really rad Shred Girls kits that I love riding in. And they have a really cool view of sponsorships and ambassadorships at Champion Systems. So I really wanted to talk to Kate about how the the sponsorship paradigm in athletics is shifting these days. Uh, Back in 2019, I came out with the Athlete's Guide to Sponsorship book. Uh, Now in 2020, I put it out as an e-course as well. Uh, You can find all of that at consummateathlete.com. But, you know... I wanted to, to get a real world person who's actually in charge of sponsorships on the podcast. And it was honestly such a fun conversation. She's a rad cyclist. Uh, so she knows, you know, what it looks like to be a cyclist. We talked about how to approach sponsors. And this isn't just for, for youth. It's not just for professionals. It's for anyone. A lot of the people who work with Champion Systems, she ha- they have super pro teams, but they also have a lot of people who are just regular riders who are doing cool things within the cycling communities. So we talk about that online community versus in real life community. Uh, We talk about what you need to be doing on social media as an athlete if you're looking for sponsorship. And my personal favorite discussion of how to stand out as an athlete, and I hadn't really thought about it until we're in the episode, the idea of, you know, how can you stand out not just online with your social media presence and with your website and all this, but how can you actually stand out at races? And perhaps custom clothing might actually help there. And it's not an ad. This is actually just an idea that kind of popped into my head as we were talking. But the idea that at this point, why not make your own team kit? We've actually seen a few riders doing this in the last couple of years as these personal teams get bigger and bigger where it's, or what do they call it? Like solo team, privateer, privateer. Yeah. Teams. I mean, I guess you're just racing, but you know, you can have a more official look to it, I guess. Right. And look put together too. Which is sure. a huge thing uh, for me. I mentioned it a lot in the book. So yeah, it's, it's a really fun conversation. So anyone who's looking to maybe look into sponsorship or ambassadorships or is just kind of curious about what that process actually looks like, what companies are thinking about these days, this is the episode for you. And you can find the links to the book, to the course, all that fun stuff over in the show notes at consummateathlete.com. And with that, let's get into this episode. Enjoy. Let's start with just sort of opening this with Starting with just who you are and how you ended up at Champion Systems. So like, what's your riding background? What's your working background? How did you end up in charge of putting all of this together? Yeah, absolutely. So I am currently the marketing manager for Champion Systems USA and also 
Factor Bikes U.S. distribution. So my boss owns both of those companies. That's kind of how they're connected there. Um, I started out as a cyclist probably five or six years ago now, just as we were a one-car family and we needed another form of transportation. And we did not live in a city that had any sort of public transportation. And a bike was a lot less expensive than a second car. And I'm, you know, my dad's also a cyclist. There was actually a really active group in the town where we lived of cyclists. And we got really involved in that. And um, is one day I got an Instagram message from my current boss saying, hey, I'm looking for someone in marketing. Would you be interested in talking to me about joining our group? <laughs> and I, uh, for a very long time, I was really wanting to find you know, a job where I could put marketing efforts and, you know, I could put what I do into a community and a, a company and an industry I really enjoy and was passionate about. And so it was a kind of a dream opportunity that landed and two and a half years later, here I am. So I like it. I like it. It's funny, isn't it? You're just like, I'm just going to get this bike to just get around town. That's the <laughs> yes. only thing I'm doing. And then it just sucks you right in. So much, so much, you know, it just, just everyone's like, how'd you get here? I'm like, literally one thing just led to another. Like it just snowballed on itself. I never expected I would be where I'm at right now. I have a whole spare room full of bikes in Lycra. Oh yeah. This is reality. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I started in fashion journalism. Like that was where I thought I was going and then bikes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And so you know, normally when you're talking to marketing managers and you're thinking about sponsorships and ambassadorships and all of that, you're always like the default is going towards like, okay, we want the fastest riders and like the the podium toppers. And that is not the approach that you actually took with Champion Systems, which I think is brilliant. Um, so yeah, how, how did you decide on the approach that you're taking? And can you just kind of explain the approach a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, our approach, the approach that I've always taken, well, first of all, our, let me just back that up. Our, from a marketing standpoint, our audience is really not, our customers is really not super elite racers. Um, And so it's really, you know, I think you can listen to anyone talk about this, but it's a little hard sometimes to relate to top level athletes. Um, you know, we all have our favorites that we like to cheer on and all that stuff. But the idea of riding the Tour de France or doing a World Cup race, it's so untangible for the everyday athlete. So that's part of it. And the second, so I wanted, I wanted ambassadors and athletes that our customers would relate with. And also there's a whole other world of cycling and athletes that are not elite racers. Honestly, the vast majority of our industry are non-elite racers. And those stories are way more relatable in my opinion. And I think they connect with people and I love telling them. So that was a huge part of it. So, and then, you know, the third part of this, there's a lot more value in sponsorships right now than your performance. Um, You know, there's a lot more value added. You can kind of listen, you know, there's a handful of interviews out there with, lead marketing directors in the industry and they say the same thing that there's so much more value than just performance and so I really wanted to find I really wanted to find people that we could have a relationship with personally you know 
and as a company that we enjoyed and we connected with and they had a great story to tell um, and people that were doing really great things in the industry along with being really talented athletes. So if you can look at our list of athletes, yeah, they're really fast. They're really, you know, they're really talented athletes, but they're also authors and supporting, you know, encouraging young girls to get into sports. They are, you know, creating a community in their small town. They are, um, you know, they're women's Rafa ride ambassadors and they're trying to get women. And, you know, there's all these other things that they are doing off the bike. So really the key things I wanted to look for is one, super relatable, enjoy having a conversation with them, a relationship to begin with, because no one's going to like this. Nobody in that partnership is going to enjoy it if we don't get along well. Um, and two, what are they doing off the bike? What are they doing outside of being an athlete? Where is their story at? What are they involved in? And how can we help facilitate that um, with us? So that's, that's what I look for. Um, and we've gotten really fortunate <laughs> with the group that we have. And I just now get to sit here and hope not sit here, but I now get to be here and be a cheerleader of all these really amazing people and doing what they're doing. I love that. And I mean, I think it makes so much sense for a company, you know, you're trying to reach sort of your normal cyclists. So normal cyclists would really rather see other like normal like maybe we'll say above average, like you say, they are still fast and they're doing cool stuff. But like, <laughs> you know, when I see, when I see super pro, like, you know, women who are racing in the Giro Don, like I don't necessarily care that much about what kit they're wearing because it's not really going to fit me the same way. Right. Like it's just a completely different thing. And like the, what they're looking for in their kit is completely different to what I'm looking for in my mm -hmm. kit. So it's like not quite as relatable. So I think you know, from your side as the sponsor, that makes sense. And then I think, you know, I, I did write this, the athlete's guide to sponsorship. That's why we're doing this podcast. This is sort of like a, a bonus episode for, you know, uh, riders, runners, whoever, who are, you know, looking to maybe, maybe step it up and maybe, you know, find a sponsor, find an ambassadorship, whatever, you know, create their own program. I think for them, it's sort of important what you said about, they're not just going fast. They're mm -hmm. very much involved in the communities around like in, whether it's in town, whether it's online, you know, it doesn't need to be that they have a billion and one followers. It's that, you know, they're doing something maybe more niche in their area. So actually, yes. can you even sort of speak to that? Because I think like everyone, everyone kind of got this idea a couple of years ago, that like, okay, performance isn't everything, <laughs> but my Instagram following is everything. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> Yes, the Instagram following and the the numbers game, right? Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, having a large social media following is definitely it's a huge it's a huge benefit if you have that, and you know you see that happening, and you see that happening across the entire you know entire society. But it's not the end all be all by any means. Um, if your Instagram is you know, 10,000 followers and all you're doing is you're just taking really cool bike shots all day, like I'm not really super interested in that because there's not a story there. There's no, you're not really connecting to anybody. You're not really relatable. Um, so when it comes to 
you know, when it comes to kind of finding your niche and figuring out what, you know, your, what you're doing, I think, I know you talk about that in your book. It's like, figure out what your niche is. Not, not just your discipline, not just if you're going to be a mountain biker or cyclocross or runner or whatever it is, but figure it out what you are going to be doing. So a really great example of this with a team I work with right now is Instafun La Prima. They are a women's uh, UCI Conti team and their thing is environmental friendliness. So they have set a they've set a team goal of being carbon neutral by the end of I think 2022, I believe it is. And so now everything that they are doing is focused on that. And it is getting huge, huge feedback. I mean, they've had a couple of articles and fellow news about it, all of this stuff. Are they out there winning the, you know, the Giro like the Giro? No, they're not, but they've figured out their niche. They're also really talented and amazing athletes, but they figured out their niche and their story. Um, and that's super valuable. Mm-hmm. And it should be noted, you can't fake that, right? Like, no. Because <laughs> I think that's, that's maybe the mistake some people make and it's impossible to keep it up. Like at some point you're, you're going to get kind of caught out trying to like pretend to be like, yeah, whether it's environmental or like, you know, ultra political, if you like don't actually follow politics at all, or, you know, super into this thing that you don't actually know anything about, but it's trendy right now. Right. <laughs> yes. And it's honestly, it should be something that you actually, that's actually a part of who you are. Like you actually care about this because then it's going to be a lot more natural to sustain. Um, it's going to be something that you're actually passionate about doing. And that's, that's what you can tell. Like that's, you know, you re- you can hear about authenticity and all this stuff. When you're talking about sponsorships, you write about it. I write about it when I talk to ambassadors all the time, but if it's something that you really care about, then that's going to make it 10 times more successful than, well, the latest trend is TikTok. So I have to go make all these videos. Well, if that's not you, then don't, don't do that. Cause it's not going to be helpful to anybody involved. Oh, thank goodness. Because I refuse to do TikTok. <laughs> I, I was just hearing about apparently book talk is a thing where it's like book reviews and stuff. And someone's like, oh, you should get on TikTok. And I'm like, I can't do that. I'm no. sorry. I just can't. <laughs> it's no, it's not happening. So yeah, great. <laughs> uh, and okay. So I like this side of authenticity because I think a lot of people hear authenticity and they think that authenticity means being online constantly and sharing every single tiny thing and like being this like quote unquote like like almost fake vulnerable where you're like I'm authentic that I'm having a really like just like a really bad day so I'm not going to do xyz um and that actually really like I wrote about that in the book and I was like you can't use authenticity to avoid like meeting deadlines and avoid like (laughs) doing the stuff that you're supposed to do as like a human person um you know sometimes like absolutely stuff happens, like don't get me wrong. But I think we've shifted the narrative from what authenticity like means as far as like you believe in something, you stand for something to this idea that we have to like share every single thing or we're not being authentic. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like just share what it is that is you. Um, And that's, you know, I'm in a really fortunate position that I literally work for a custom apparel company. So then it just becomes this really fun, creative project together to have, you know, I have 10 different, say I have 10 different athletes. They all have their different design. They all have their different story behind it. They have all their different pieces about it that they're expressing about themselves. And like, that's, I think that that's what authenticity is. It's expressing yourself. Um, 
and yeah, if you're having a bad day, then say you're having a bad day and then, you know, pull it to get like, I have, I have to meet those deadlines. So I'm doing that. It, mm-hmm. It's expressing yourself at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. oh, that's really what matters. <laughs> okay. And actually I, this kind of just occurred to me as far as custom stuff goes, because I talk about this pretty often and I've written about it a bunch because I mean, A, you've heard my diatribe that no one makes plain women's skin suits. Very few brands <laughs> are making plain women's skin suits. It is a, a major source of irritation for me because I think it, it makes it harder for women to get, get into cyclocross and feel super pro at cyclocross. Mm-hmm. However, what I don't think people realize is how easy it is to make small batch custom stuff now. Mm-hmm. So I think this is actually a really interesting thing. If I was a young athlete who was trying to, you know, maybe get, get picked up or get noticed by people, I think I would actually seriously consider creating like a super sick custom kit for myself. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe hopefully with like a couple local sponsors or something, but like, I think that's a, like, that's a great level of professionalism that I hadn't really thought a ton about right now, but it's almost that fake it till you make it sort of thing. That's now super easy to do, right? Yes. Honestly, I, I hadn't really thought about that until you just said it now, but when you, you know, really it is kind of dress for the dress for the job you want, right? That's always been something you've been told. So if you want to be, you know, you want to be in a pro, you want to be a, you know, a higher level athlete, a lot of higher level athletes have their own custom apparel that they've, you know, pulled together over the years, and they have their own brand on it. So create your own brand and invest in that and find a company, I'll put a plug in, find a company that has lower minimums, <laughs> and flex, flexible minimums, and they, you know, you like their stuff, they provide you, you know, that works well for you and start there and see how that goes. I feel like the possibilities for that are, are just so good because you can make the brightest, loudest, like <laughs> yes. just most just out there kit ever. And mm-hmm. you're going to get in all the photos you're going to like, people are going to be like, Oh, wow. Where's that kit? Like, that's just such a smart idea for, for anyone who's trying to kind of start their own thing. Or, you know, if you, even if you have like a couple friends that you can, you know, do these orders with I think it's it's something that kind of gets missed and this is not to be like an ad for champions although I do <laughs> highly recommend and love their stuff but right. that's just something I you know I've been thinking about because I you know I'm talking about acting the part of a professional which I'm usually talking about like well people please answer their emails and check their inboxes every once in a while um, but this is yet another way to to yeah. keep your keep everything together. I actually literally have a chapter in the book about like showing up to races, like looking well-prepared and put together and not being the guy with like, you know, the bike that's falling apart and like the, the kit that's dirty from yesterday and all that (laughs) stuff. So this is just like your next level. (laughs) And you can do that, you know, think about that on your, if you're, you mentioned social media and how big of a deal that is right now. Think about that on your social media presence. You know, you may only have, not only, I mean, you have a thousand followers. Think That's a thousand people. That's still a lot of people who are following you. Um, you know, when you start counting that out physically, if you had a thousand people in front of you, think about that. Look at what some of the your favorite high-level athletes are doing. Look at what some of your favorite influencers are doing um, outside of the industry and start creating your own stuff and start building it. Take the initiative. Hmm. There's a lot of ways at that could day. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the going outside the industry because I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of younger people or older people who want to be, 
like say pro cyclists in this case, are only looking at what other pro cyclists are doing. But actually, if you look back at some of the more successful people, like you look at, you know, I always refer to Jeremy Powers back when he started behind the barriers like 15 years ago. No other cyclist was doing vlogs at the time. Vlogs didn't exist like 10 years ago. But he saw people doing it in like the DJ space. Yeah. So he started doing that for cycling. And now, I mean, every pro cyclist and their mother now has a vlog. Um, (laughs) But when he started, he was like the only one doing it. And like, that's because he looked outside of like what other pro cyclists were doing and figured out like how to kind of pull in other stuff. And it worked out pretty well for him. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, looking into the industries that you're interested in outside of cycling is so smart. Yeah, I know I use that. I mean, that's kind of probably one of my top marketing tips across the board is look for lookalikes and not just within your industry, you know, find my favorite, my favorite guilty pleasure thing on social media is interior designers and interior designers have crazy good social media content. So I pull a lot of ideas from them that I use then in my marketing. Um, So figure, find people who are just making really good content and then how can you adapt that to what you're doing? Yes, although the warning with the interior designer ones is you may end up with a neon sign on your wall because you've followed too many accounts that had cool stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm highly impressionable. It's a problem. <laughs> I am too, I am too. And then my whole house has to get renovated and it's a problem. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Peter still hasn't forgiven me because we have all white carpet in a condo with a bunch of bikers and a black-haired dog. So oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, um okay, so you know, the the other thing I wanted to talk about is actually some of the the people that are working with Champion Systems. So tell me about a couple of like your favorite ambassadors over the past couple of years. I mean, obviously me, but <laughs> obviously, obviously. But oh besides me. <laughs> How do I, I don't even, how do I even choose one? Um, I will say Megan Hopman, the cyclist lawyer is one of my absolute favorites between Kit and what she's doing. So she's pretty amazing. She is an amazing woman um, on all fronts. And I'm so thankful to have her as a part of our team and what she's doing. And, you know, any, any one of our athletes, the reason I love them is because it's real relationships and you can have, you know, you can talk to them about that and, she's the one that really shows up every time super real and authentic when you talk to her um and she's just you know she's literally breaking guinness world records because she wants to try hard things so Mm -hmm. she's pretty great you know we work with a lot of really good organizations and you know teams as well we have um you know we have the la bicycle academy where they've been around for forever i think it's like 2007 and it's you know, an organization that's really working with inner city LA to get a bunch of youth on bikes and they're really talented cyclists. And we have, and so that's their story. That's what they do. And then, you know, we have, um, oh my gosh, who else? Let's see. We have my favorite Sparky out in Colorado. She's a mountain biker. Absolutely love her energy. Um, and I, you know, her and I connected on, she's also more plant-based, super into gardening. And she has two little dachshunds as well. So she's in the dachshund. Family. Oh my God. You let you, you guys <laughs> clearly need to make some kind of dachshund uh, outfitting. <laughs> I mean, I guess a buff with like just four holes in it would probably basically be like Honestly. a dachshund snowsuit, but 
Yes, because I have a dachshund mix as well. So we apparently have just had this little like dachshund family that I didn't even realize. Um, oh, we need well, to have a meetup at some point. We just do. The, the champion <laughs> system dachshund family hangouts. Yeah. Yes. I like and it. It's, mm. it's just so good. She, you know, she has a really bright positive, you know, energy that she moves forward with and is a really talented mountain biker, but she's really, she's really honest and open about it. She had a really bad crash last year. Um, and what that process was looking like in her recovery, you know, she's back at racing again this year, what that process has looked like. So really relatable on that front. Um, let's see who else on the champion systems guys, you know, we have automatic racing, the crit squad as a men's and women's, they do such a great job. squads. Which is something that's really important to us. You know, we have, you know, we do have kind of, um, what do I call it? Like sponsorship requirements, essentially. You know, if we're going to be providing money to an organization, I want to ensure, you know, the men and women are getting the legal support. I want to ensure that if we're doing an event, that, um, you know, men and women are getting equal payouts and they are being accessible and, you know, all of that stuff. So, really, really, you know, we have a really great collective of teams and athletes and ambassadors that I think really buy into what we, you know, the similar things that we do. And with that, we get to kind of all pull in the same direction in the industry. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Now on like the practical side of things, if someone is like looking for sponsorship or ambassadorship or whatever, whatever we want to call it, how, how would you prefer someone reach out? And I don't mean like give your email and like say what they need to do, but like, what is your like ideal like situation where someone awesome is just showing up? Is it email? Right. Are they like, sh- like, are they following the brand on Instagram? Are they, you know, dropping their race resume in? What are they, what are they doing? You know, it's, it's really varies across kind of whoever the individual is, but I would say, you know, the boxes to check or like, if you are a racer, obviously attach your, attach, essentially like attach, attach a resume of whatever it is, the work you're doing. Is it your racer? Is it you're an author? Is it your, um, you know, you're a community activist? Is it your, you know, a, a youth organization? Are you doing a skills clinics? Like what is kind of your resume as an organization or an athlete and keep it simple. <laughs> keep it short, keep it sweet. Um, you know, I know there's some really cool presentation things you can do today with technology, but realize the person you're reaching out to probably gets a large influx of these requests. Um, and so something super short like that. And I would say, you know, email is always great. Social media has been a good place to do that. Or if you know, you know, a connection and that or connection is always a good place to go. Cause then they're all, you're kind of already coming in the door with you know there's already a connection point that you already have you know if you were to bring an athlete to me like I highly recommend supporting so and so it would carry a lot more weight than if they just kind of dropped into my inbox totally um but yeah so I would just say you know reach out kind of give a little elevator pitch in your email if you have and some sort of resume and what you're like what you're looking for and why that's a big thing that with athletes, like they'll say, Hey, I'm looking for support. Okay. Well, what does, what does that mean to you? What do you need? Do you need discounted apparel? Do you need two seasons worth of apparel? Do you need like, what is, do you want a free bike? Do you not, do you want to purchase a bike? Like, what are you looking for? Um, 
and don't be afraid to ask for it. <laughs> yes. Cause it, you know, that totally shifts how I'm, how I'm looking at the information you're providing me. Mm-hmm. If you're coming in and saying, I really only just want to make, so we'll use shred girls, for example, I just, for you, it was, I really just want a shred girls Jersey that we can get our community in and connect all the girls that I'm working with and all this stuff. I don't need a whole lot. Here's kind of what I'm doing and why it's a completely different conversation than if I have an athlete that's like, here's my race schedule. Here's what I'm doing. Um, I need, I need apparel. That's, you know, we just, we just, uh, announced Christy Tracy an ultra distance racer. So her apparel needs are very different than what your apparel needs are. So <laughs> many know? chamois, so yeah, many chamois. So many chamois so many different layers, so many different technical pieces. So that's a completely different conversation. So if I'm looking at your resume, whatever it is, and I understand what you're asking for, then I kind of have the whole picture of what this investment will look like from our end. And then it's a conversation, obviously, at that point. But um, that's how I would reach out. No, I think that is like the absolute best tip Mm -hmm. because it has to be so annoying if you go through like 10 back and forth exchanges with someone and you still have no idea what they actually want, which means you have no idea if you can actually support them. So mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just cutting out so much back and forth, like very early on. I think that's, yeah. that's such an important tip. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I could do this all day, but um, <laughs> we should, we should wrap up here so people can kind of, uh, you know, think more about this and, uh, you know, follow champion systems to find out all the cool stuff you guys are doing. Follow factor bikes too, which by the way, it's still like bar none, the best bike that I've written. That was the best, like three months of my life. So yeah, I will, I will shout that from the rooftops. And of course I will pimp my own book here. The athletes got the sponsorship <laughs> is also a great place to go for all of, all of this stuff. Um, and where can people find you? Cause you're always doing cool yes. bike stuff on the Instagrams as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Instagram is probably the easiest way to find me. It's Kate Dumas, C-A-I-T-D-U-M-A-S at Instagram. But you can also, I'm also the face behind the face. I'm the words behind Champ Sis and Factor Bikes US. So you can connect with me there as well. Thank you so much, Molly. This has been a long time coming and I'm glad we were finally able to get it working. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this or any of our past episodes, do us a solid and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts and check out our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, over at consummateathlete.com. Questions or comments? Find us over on Instagram at consummateathlete and we will see you next week.